For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? This is the um, reintroduction to the Believe in Patriots podcast. I am your host, Brady Farkas. I'll give you the 60-second Notes version as to what we're doing here. This is the podcast for Patriots fans on the Believe Podcast Network. We started out doing this last year, did a couple of episodes Lost train of thought a bit. We are back here in 2020. We are all in, and there's no better time to be all in because the team now has Cam Newton at quarterback as of about 48 hours ago from our recording. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am Brady Farkas. What I do is I'm a radio host full-time at 101.3 of the game in Burlington, Vermont. I am a Patriots uh, supporter. I'm a guy who's not who didn't grow up a Patriots fan, but has become a Patriots fan through my job and through the region that I live in. We want to be your number one spot for Patriots news. The great part about my day job is that it allows us to have a lot of access, a lot of access to clips, what people are saying. You're going to hear things that national hosts are saying. You're going to hear things that are being said on my radio show by guests. We're going to have our own guests Desmond Johnson of the Believe in Panthers podcast is going to join us in a little while here on our, uh, again, our first reboot of the Believe in Patriots podcast. So some cross-promotion of other Believe hosts, former athletes, guys from my radio show, women on my radio show, whatever. Whatever we can do to bring you great content, that's what we're going to do. This is the beta test again of the rebirth of the episode. It's going to be more stripped down, a little more bare bones, but ultimately we're going to have a full you know, like all other shows on the Believe Podcast Network, we're going to have a full-time co-host with me here uh, in a, very, very soon. I'm very, very excited to announce that. What you can do going forward is understand if you're a Patriots fan in Burlington, Vermont, listen to us on 101.3 The Game. I'm on every day with 3 until 6 p.m. You can find me on Twitter at 1013 Radio Brady, and you can subscribe, rate, review to us here, the Believe in Patriots podcast on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, enough about me. Here we go to the Pats. The great part about my day job is that it allows us to have a lot of access, a lot of access to clips, what people are saying. You're going to hear things that national hosts are saying. You're going to hear things that are being said on my radio show by guests. We're going to have our own guests. Desmond Johnson of the Believe in Panthers podcast is going to join us in a little while here on our, uh, again, our first reboot of the Believe in Patriots podcast. So some cross-promotion of other Believe hosts, former athletes, guys from my radio show, women on my radio show, whatever. Whatever we can do to bring you great content, that's what we're going to do. You know, the Patriots have signed Cam Newton, and... Again, what I told you in the intro is I did not grow up a Patriots fan. I grew up a Seahawks fan. I used to live in Seattle. I'm still a Seahawks fan also, so, you know, no hard feelings for Super Bowl, whatever number that was where the Patriots won. So I'm still a Seahawks fan. But 
because of my job, because of the access that I have, and because of the people that I talk to, I've become a diehard, a really big Patriots supporter as well. And what not being born a diehard fan gives me is a lot of perspective. And I'm able to, to, I think, look at things a little differently than the typical fan, which is short for fanatic. I am against the signing of Cam Newton for the Patriots. Not because I dislike Cam. I do like Cam. And I think that in the last couple of years, there have been a lot of likable qualities to emerge about Cam. He just, to me right now, does not fit what the New England Patriots needed. Okay, So I'm going to start off this with what I call first and goal. So kind of my first, you know, we'll go four down territory here. First and goal, here we go. So I'm against the signing of Cam Newton for the Patriots because my expectations have now changed too much to be realistic. I don't know about you guys, okay? I was looking forward to kind of taking the foot off the gas pedal for a year. And I know it sounds weird. Brady, you're a Patriots guy. You just told us you were a supporter. How the hell could you not root for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl? I was enjoying a year devoid of expectations. I was getting ready for the idea that this team was just going to be something unknown and the idea of not having every game be life or death was going to be refreshing to me. If Jared Sidden was the quarterback and they go 11-5 and five and they make the playoffs and they win the East again for the 119th straight year and they go to the playoffs and make noise, boom, Stidham's the answer. We've got it. Next year you start building for the Super Bowl again. Conversely, if Jared Stidham was not great, went 3-13, and 13, Patriots stunk. And guess what? You're picking one, two in the draft to get Trevor Lawrence, to get Justin Fields, boom. And now you've got that answer for the future, and you set that guy up for the Super Bowl. I wanted clarity, and I wanted answers for the future. And I'm not going to get that with Cam Newton. Cam Newton is an upgrade over Jared Stidham for 2020. If you are somebody, and most fanatics who are going to listen to this probably are, if you are somebody that is looking for the New England Patriots to simply go out and win as many games as possible in 2020, Cam Newton is your guy. But the worst place to be in the NFL is in the middle ground. From my vantage point, I thought that this team with Jared Stidham, even with as good as Bill Belichick is, this team was a 7-9 baseline team. And maybe, maybe, something breaks their you know, something breaks their way, the cookie crumbles the right way, there's no fans in Seattle, they go win that game, whatever, and they go 9-7. and seven. Maybe that was possible. Cam Newton probably elevates New England to a different point than Jared Stidham would have. So, okay, they go from 7-9 and nine in my mind to 9-7 and seven with Cam. 9-7 and seven probably doesn't win you the division against the Bills. 9-7 and seven gets you in as a wild card. Remember, there's seven teams now getting into the playoffs in the AFC. Seven teams in both conferences. So seven teams get to the playoffs. And then you get the 6 or 7 seed. You get beat by Kansas City or Baltimore. You've got no answer on you've got you haven't won the Super Bowl which I thought that was what we were all about here in New England was winning the Super Bowl if you're not going to win the Super Bowl then why do I want to be nine and seven okay I don't want to go two and 14 but I want answers on the future if Cam Newton plays to go nine and seven get beaten the first round of the playoffs I've got no answer on the future and no answer on Stidham I'm not picking in the top five of the draft anymore I haven't won the Super Bowl and now I got decisions to make that all involve a whole lot of money here my expectations have really changed. In my mind, you tell me, hey, they just signed a former NFL MVP, a guy who's been to a Super Bowl. I'm thinking, okay, Patriots should. They were 12-4 and last year. Boom, they should go 12-4 and again. The problem is, is those are unrealistic expectations. 
This roster is not built for that. I know Tom Brady got him 12-4. and four. Well, Tom Brady had 20 years in the system. He'd worked with Belichick. He'd worked with McDaniels. He'd worked out with all the players that were on this team. He didn't have a, let's see, as I'm taping this at June June 30th, I mean, he's gonna have two, Cam Newton's going to have two and a half months to prepare, two and a half months with the playbook. Hasn't met McDaniels in person. Hasn't met Belichick in person. Can't practice with these guys in person. Going to have a truncated offseason program, truncated preseason. And I'm expecting that Cam Newton's going to go 12-4 and four with, the, with this roster the Patriots had last year that everybody said wasn't good enough? All I want is clarity. I, as a fan, as, an in, as a more impartial fan, look at it and say the Patriots won every day for 20 years. If they took a gap year to get the answer on Stidham, I was fine with that. They, they're not going to get that answer on Stidham. And they're not going to get the answer on the future either. There's not a whole lot of value to me in being in the middle ground. Yes, they're more watchable on Sunday. No, they're not necessarily better for the long term. Here we go, second down. You know, the Patriots have become more interesting with Cam Newton. That's all I keep hearing about. Here's what Colin Cowherd had to say on national radio, on Fox Sports Radio. That's what they do. So Cam's going to get lots of opportunities, three and four seconds to make throws. But nobody's going to be open. Nobody's going to be open deep. You're not getting much from the tight end position. I think it's an awkward fit, player to system, and I think it's a Hollywood marriage, a lot of fun and sizzle. It's not going to last real long. But, hey, I'm going to watch it, and I'm a, I'm a consumer of football. So Colin Coward says on Fox Sports Radio that the Patriots are more interesting. He's more interested in watching. He previously said he was only going to give Jared Stidham eight quarters before he was done with him, which, of course, wasn't something that made a lot of sense. My question about the Patriots is this. Everybody keeps saying they're more interesting. Why do I care? I thought the goal was to win. I thought the goal was to win the Super Bowl. And if the goal is to win the Super Bowl, what do I care if they're interesting? Okay, Cam Newton does make them more interesting. Again, more interesting on Sunday. But you know what? 20 years. Belichick gives you nothing. Brady gives you nothing. Nobody says anything. For the most part, devoid of cheating scandals, the Patriots haven't been interesting. They've been a dynasty. They've been wholly uninteresting. It's been part of the reason why they've been so good. They don't say and do the wrong thing most of the time. If they're going to be, if interesting is what we're going for, like bad teams go for interesting. The Cleveland Browns needed to be interesting. Odell Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield, the volatility, Jarvis Landry, that's interesting. The Browns were 1-31. in for two years in a row, or two years combined going into last year. They needed interesting. The Detroit Lions need interesting. The Washington Redskins need interesting. The Jaguars need interesting. Put people in the seats. Put people on watching on TV. The team might not be that good, but at least there's something there to talk about. The Patriots never needed that. So everyone who says they're interesting now, what do I care if you think they're interesting? The goal is to win. And the goal is to win repeatedly in Foxborough. Again, If you told me that the Detroit Lions were going to make some big move for one year, the Detroit Lions need that. They never go to the playoffs. The Jaguars, outside of the trip to the AFC title game, haven't been to the playoffs in forever. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just signed our beloved Tom Brady, they needed to make moves to be interesting because they haven't been. They haven't made the playoffs in more than a decade. I don't care if the Patriots are interesting. I just care if they're good. I hope Cam... Look, Cam makes them more watchable, yes, but... I want habitual winning. 
I don't need a one-off. And it feels like this move for the Patriots is a little bit out of place for them. I don't care if they're interesting. Their whole brand has been built on not being interesting and just winning. Continuing on, Kurt Warner, former NFL quarterback, said on the NFL Network that he feels, or he said through NFL.com rather, that he feels like the Patriots or Cam can be a carbon copy of what he was with the Cardinals in 2008. If you remember, he's the NFL MVP in 99. They win the Super Bowl with the Rams. He goes to the Giants, gets usurped by Eli there, and uh, then he goes to the Cardinals. He sits for two years. Matt Leinert's their guy, doesn't do well. He gets the job in 08. They go to the Super Bowl. It's a novel idea to think that some that Cam's going to find the fountain of youth. And again, he's 31. Warner was 37, so that's a bit different. But it's a, it's a good idea to think that Cam's going to go somewhere else and have a rebirth. The circumstances are, are so far and away different for this. I want the Patriots and fans to just be logical that that's not even really a, a comparison. I think that can happen. Let me tell you what Kurt Warner had. In that 08 season. He played well, by the way. 30 touchdowns, 14 picks. The Cardinals went 9-7. and seven. So I just told you that 9-7 and seven isn't probably winning the Super Bowl. Well, the Cardinals got to the Super Bowl at 9-7. and seven. Kurt Warner had been in Arizona for two years previously. As I just told you, Cam Newton's going to have been in Foxborough for two months by the time the season starts. When you talk about learning a system, learning a playbook, learning teammates, learning the division, learning the opponents... All of the above, Kurt Warner had already seen for two years, had full was, was fully exposed to. Cam Newton isn't. Check mark for Warner, not a positive for Cam. The entire division in 08 for Arizona was under 500. Seattle, the Rams, 49ers, all of them under 500. For the Patriots, look, the Jets and Dolphins might not be good, but Buffalo's not going over 500. They're here to be a thorn in our sides, for or to be a thorn in the Patriots' sides for the foreseeable future. Well, I don't know about that, but at least for this year. That Cardinals team with the 21st hardest strength of schedule in the NFL. Patriots are number one. It's not built for them. It's not built for it to be easy. Okay, The Cardinals had it built to be easier. You could go 9-7, and seven, win your division against a bunch of crummy teams, and then sneak a couple other wins and boom, you're in the playoffs. And oh, by the way, it wasn't a pandemic year. Not a truncated everything. And Kurt Warner had Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden. Where, where is that for the Patriots? So it sounds like I'm negative. And for the rebirth of the Patriots podcast, I'm sure there's someone thinking, this guy's a Pats fan. Why is he being so negative? Look, man, I'm excited to watch Cam Newton. I'm excited that my Sundays got better, that I'm going to be more entertained, that they might win two more games. I'm happy they might go to the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. And I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get a top five pick. And the worst place you can be in the NFL is in the middle. And that's where I think the Patriots have put themselves. Yes, they're in the conversation for the playoffs. I don't think they're better than Baltimore. I don't think they're better than Kansas City. I think they're close to Houston, close to Buffalo, close to Tennessee, and they're not as talented as Cleveland, but who knows what Cleveland will be. They're somewhere between 4 and 7 in the AFC. They're absolutely in the playoff conversation. But But I've got audio of everybody, it feels like, Pat McAfee, former punter. I mean, look what he had said earlier on CBS Sports Radio. Sports books have said that they are now the number three team in the AFC, the number three favorite in the AFC. Before that, they were not, by the way. They were not at all before signing Cam Newton. Before Sunday, signing a free agent who's been on the market for three months now, they were not number three in the AFC. Now they're number three in the AFC. And in my eyes, 
Okay? In my eyes, I think they're going to the AFC Championship game. I, I don't know if they can beat the Chiefs. I don't know if anybody can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You asked me on Saturday what I think of the Patriots. I think the Patriots missed the playoffs for the first time in potentially 20 years. You asked Ooh. me that. So, I mean, there he goes. Right? Like Pat McAfee, I got Dan Orlovsky, Mike Lombardi. Everybody thinks that now they're right at the top of the AFC and can make serious noise. And now that's what I'm telling you. The expectations are so high that it just doesn't feel logical. The same team, the same roster we had questions about with Tom Brady at the end of last year. The same guys we had questions about for Jared Stidham. Now, all of a sudden, just because Cam Newton, who's played two games in two years, you know, or two games in the last year, we think all of a sudden he's going to elevate everybody and go to the Super Bowl. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just it feels like if you're not for the Patriots, if you're not winning the Super Bowl and you're not being horrible this year, you're not accomplishing much of anything. The Detroit Lions need to go all in to make the playoffs and lose in the first round. The Patriots do not. Third down. Here we go. So how should the Patriots play offense this year? Christian Fourier, former Patriots tight end, Super Bowl champion. He was on Fox Sports Radio on uh, Monday night. He's also on WEEI, and he said this. Cam, this is really his only option. His only right. option, and they're not paying him anything. Uh, it's all incentives, and he's going to come in, and he's going to start. It's not going to be Stidham. It's not going to be Hoyer. Cam Newton is going to be the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots if there is a season. It was just obvious, but I didn't think he was going to be as desperate to take that whole New England Patriot offer that so many other players and on a bunch of different positions have turned down. And he also said, continuing on in that quote, he also said that Cam's going to give the Patriots something they never had before on offense. They're going to be able to run naked bootlegs. They're going to be able to do things in the run game. You know, as for how the Patriots should play, there's a perception, we're going to ask Desmond Johnson about this when he joins us in a couple of minutes on the Believe in Patriots podcast. There's a perception of how Cam Newton plays that he's just this running quarterback. He's not really that anymore. The offense is going to be far more like it was with Tom Brady than what most people think that it is. Okay, There's some amazing stats on this stuff. Okay, Dan Patrick said he's not a drop-back passer. They need to let him run. Well, actually, he is a drop-back passer now. Listen to this. Courtesy of Next Gen Stats. 92% of Cam Newton's passes have come from inside the tackle box since 2016. 92% of Cam Newton's passes have come from within the tackle box. This isn't Russell Wilson rolls right and throws on the run. This isn't Kyler Murray runs around for six seconds and lets somebody get open. This is Cam Newton... As a statue back there when he throws. Only Carson Palmer, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady threw more often inside the tackle box than Cam Newton did. When Cam Newton breaks the, the tackle box, he's just running. Okay? And that Cam Newton doesn't run as much anymore. They're going to get away from that. He's not going to run for 800 yards. Brian Ives of, of ESPN Stats and Information, he was on, on my radio show the huddle in Burlington, Vermont. Here's what he said about why people should be excited about Cam and how it looks like Brady. You should like that he actually compares favorably to uh, Tom Brady over the last few years, even to injured Cam Newton. Um, I know a lot of the criticism of Cam Newton is, oh, he's not accurate. You know, he's off target. Um, in the last five years, you know, Brady's known for sort of those short, intermediate throws. He's been off target more on throws less than 10 yards than Cam Newton has, 15% versus 12%. Hmm. So Cam is perfectly capable of that sort of that short, quick strike offense. He saw it coming 
more and more with the Panthers when you have North Turner. If you think that Cam Newton is going to throw it, you know, a million yards downfield with the big arm like he did early in his career, and if you think he's going to break contain and run it 18 times a game, it's not happening. This Patriots team's going to look more like it did with Tom Brady than you think that it is. It's still an upgrade over Jared Sidham because of Cam's experience level and because of the level that Cam's played at, but it's not going to be this revolutionary thing. Where I think that it can be different in a good way is short yardage. Third and three, Cam's a threat. Okay, the running game the Patriots struggled with last year, Sony Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead, where they couldn't pick up some short yardage stuff, boom, Cam gets it. Third and three. Or at least forces the defender to make a decision, to hold a spot a little bit longer. For all the the, the questions I have about it and about how it, I think it stunts the growth of the future, and I do think that if we're looking on a 2020 basis only, Cam Newton does some things in the run game that make you dynamic in short yarded situations in a way the Patriots haven't been before. Tony Michelle struggled last year. They never really got the running game going very often. It was oftentimes a question for them. Cam does that at a much higher level than Brady, but don't expect him to just run it 80, you know, you don't, the days of Cam running for 100 yards a game regularly are over. The days where he runs for 800 yards in a season, those days are over. So he'll give the Patriots to Fourier's point some things they've never seen before, but that stuff is going to be far more limited to short yardage than I think most people think it is. Here we go, fourth down. I want the fun-loving Cam. If we're going to break the plan, my plan was let Jared Stidham play. 11-5, and five, make the playoffs, boom, answer for the future. 5-11, and 11, not the answer. Okay, high draft pick, let's get the answer for the future next year. If we're going to go all in and the Patriots are going to ruin the plan, I want everything at camp. I want all of it. I don't want this watered down, oh, I got to fit the Patriot way nonsense. You're getting Cam Newton. You're getting a brand. You're getting somebody who's bigger in a lot of ways than, I don't want to say football, not bigger than football, but you're getting a guy who's, who's, who's just bigger than Jared Stidham. I want all of it. I want the Superman. I want the dab. I want the smile. I want the commercials. I want the personality. I want, I want everything. I want the Cam Newton experience because if you're going to blow out the plan for the sake of 2020 and the team's going to be average, then give me everything that Cam Newton's got. Look, he can look like old Mother Goose with his scarf if he wants, wear his hair how he wants. I don't care. I want to see Cam Newton be Cam Newton. If you're going to give me the Cam Newton experience that ruins the plan, the plan that would set you up for the future, and you're looking at 2020 only, then boom, give me all of Cam Newton. That was my four down territory, my first four thoughts on the Patriots. Now, let's get out to the interview Desmond Johnson of the Believe in Podcasts or the Believe in Panthers podcast. All right, now I want to welcome in on the Believe in Patriots podcast, the co-host of the Believe in Panthers podcast, but he's also the uh, the owner of SportsCarolinaMonthly.com. It's Desmond Johnson. Desmond, how are you? Doing pretty good, man. How are you guys doing up there? Well, people are excited about Cam Newton coming to New England. It's hard to replace Tom Brady, but people are excited about Cam more so than, the, more so than they were Jared Stidham. What were your emotions when you saw this? Was it surprised, angry, happy for Cam? What were you feeling? Um, well, we've gone through the gamut of emotions with this because the Panthers stretched this out longer than they probably should have. Uh, Cam Newton's one of my favorite players ever. So Patriots fans are getting a gift. Um, I think in the beginning, me and a couple of other guys here 
down in the Carolinas uh, on my radio show, we were predicting either the Patriots or the Cowboys that were, would be good places for him to land. Uh, Cowboys thinking, you know, he can pressure Dak. Dak's in the middle of a contract situation. It'd be a perfect chip for Jerry Jones to throw out there. You know, I don't need you. I've got Cam Newton sitting on the bench. But then they went with Andy Dalton. So that kind of threw that out the way. And then once we got past the draft, the Patriots looked like the only place that made sense because Jared Stidham was, you know, projected to be your starter. And you've got a former league MVP sitting on the sidelines. Once he came off of the money amount that he wanted, I figured it was just a no-brainer. Now, how did I feel when the news came out? It was kind of like I kind of equated to seeing your ex-girlfriend <laughs> dating a, a guy that out of all the guys that she could have went to go date, she went to go date that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of how we feel down here because the uh, the Panther fan base isn't exactly fond of the Patriots for multiple yeah. reasons. And, uh, you know, I, I, when I heard it was the Patriots, on one hand I'm thinking – well, that's a great situation for Cam. But on the other hand, I'm more worried that the Panthers are going to regret cutting him in a couple of years because he went to the Patriots. So he's going to look better than if he went anyplace else. What's his ultimate legacy in Carolina? Uh, remains to be seen. Um, Carolina really hasn't had good luck with letting players go that are, that are uh, very popular with the fan base. If you, if you look back upon their history, 25 years plus, they've always had kind of like funky endings with their guys, whether it's Steve Smith, whether it's D'Angelo Williams, uh, Julius Peppers when he left the first time, uh, and now the situation with Cam Newton, it, it just, it, they handled it funny. Like they gave Ron Rivera this huge kind of like, you know, good luck type celebration party type thing after they, they basically fired him mid-season, and then they didn't really do anything for Cam Newton. Uh, Cam put out the uh, the thank you video yeah. uh, this week and uh, the Panthers should have did that last month you know when they cut them but, but but they never did so we don't really know with a new owner and a new regime time kind of heals all wounds I do expect Cam to be welcomed back in Carolina uh, by the upper management somewhere down the road but right now I think Cam's playing his cards really close to the vest in terms of saying all the right things when it comes to the the Panther fan base you know I've done a lot of research on Cam in the last. 48 hours and I've come up come back with a lot of likable qualities about him good with charity and you know, I remember the story about him playing pickup football with with kids in a park someday he's been you know his his classy video exit from Carolina but there were some hiccups early in his career the thing at Florida with the laptops Auburn with his dad the comments to the female reporter a couple of years ago what kind of guy are we getting in Cam Newton here in New England that you know honestly I think Cam's career is kind of divided into three different sections. Um, the the right for his pro career, his first part, the first four years or so, from rookie year 2011 to about 2014, uh, that was the immature towel on the head, can't stand losing, pouting all the time. Cam Newton, after he had his um, his car accident uh, towards the end of 2014, yeah. he flipped a truck on the interstate out in front of Bank of America Stadium on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday and had to miss that game, was actually back the following week. Uh, he had missed that one game after flipping that truck and walking away without a scratch. His, he kind of changed from that point. Uh, we didn't see a lot of the – of course, you're still going to get the, you know, airplane cam and, you know, joking with the guys. And, and just, that, that's the kind of vibe that Cam Newton brings to a locker room, which the players love. Uh, the coaches do too, for that matter. Um, it makes you kind of want to follow him. But after, after that 2014 accident, uh, the Panthers were 3-8-1. That week when it happened, 
um, or three seven and one, I should say. They lost that game to Tampa, and then Cam comes back and they rattle off four straight, win the division at seven eight and one, win a playoff game, and that's set up for the 2015 season where we go fifteen and one, magical run, go all the way to the Super Bowl, and if they had won that Super Bowl. That 2015 Carolina Panthers team would be considered one of the greatest of all time. If you really look at what they were doing, stat-wise, Cam winning MVP, Rivera winning Coach of the Year, like they they pretty much cleared all the awards for that year. Did everything you could possibly do except win the final game. Um, then you get the third stage where it's like 2016, 2017, and then the past two years of with injury, Cam was slowly turning into a pocket passer. People don't really talk about it a lot. But he was kind of moving away from the the run option all the time for him. You're not going to get an 800, 900-yard rushing season from Cam Newton in New England, I, I don't think. Um, I, I do believe that he will be more of a pocket passer. He's more mature. He's had kids now. Ever since he had the kids, he's become more of an adult. Uh, you can tell in the press conferences he gives more measured answers, uh, not as quote-unquote childish, I guess you could say. The man has grown. He's 31. Uh, I mean, I, I really think it's a really interesting uh, combination, Cam Newton and Bill Belichick, because both of them have uh, something to prove going into the season. And from my recollection, that's dangerous whenever <laughs> Cam Newton or Bill Belichick have something something to prove, and now they're together. So I'm not betting against them. You know, we have some preconceived notions of Cam Newton, the player, and you were just starting to hit on that, so I'm going to go there. You know, we think of him as this runner. We think of him as this dual-threat quarterback. And when I think dual-threat quarterback, I think Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, some of these guys, we're going to get out, we're going to flush the pocket out to the right, we're going to roll, we're going to allow playmakers a chance to get open down the field. Cam's numbers, according to next-gen stats, go way down when he throws outside the pocket. So it's really like, to me, I, I feel like, if he's running at all, he's running. He's not really a run to throw guy. No, he's not. He doesn't really run. He doesn't really throw on the run. Um, he he's, he can be a traditional pocket passer. Um, and he had just finished the last full season he played, 2017, under North Turner. They were converting him over into more of a pocket style passer that could stand up in the pocket. The problem was the Panthers didn't have an offensive line that allowed him to stand back there longer than three seconds a play. And the Panthers' offense was designed for play action and deep throws downfield. So basically, he's taking a handoff to Christian McCaffrey, and it's like a, a two wide receiver set. So he's got two options, <laughs> and he's yeah. waiting on those two options to get open. And they're running 15, 20 yards down the field on go routes. So if they don't get open, then you know he's kind of stuck with the ball. And that's when you get the cam scrambling around all around the backfield trying to make something happen. I don't think Josh McDaniels will be doing that in New England. I think they'll be giving him. Uh, Better, more options uh, per play uh, with James White and Sonny Michelle. You guys have an opportunity to do something really special with the run game without actually running Cam to death. As long as he's a threat with Sony Michelle back there, that's actually not bad. And to be honest with you, I don't think this is the last move the Patriots make. Uh, I, I honestly think they're going to go after a big-name wide receiver that no one's really talking about. There was rumors about it a couple months ago. I don't even know if I want to say it out loud because I'm afraid it'll happen. But <laughs> there's there's rumors of uh, uh, the Patriots. They were kicking the tires on a couple of disgruntled wide receivers out there. And I know people are talking about the Patriots wide receiver core with Cam coming in. Cam has worked with far less. Like you know, he'll with the right coaching, this could be a serious problem for the AFC. You know the. the, the... That might happen, right? Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, those guys are all out there. They've all been here before. But the podcast is coming out today, so I'm evaluating this move 
based on today. And to your point, you mentioned about what they were doing in Carolina as he, as he was transitioning. Cam was like the most effective quarterback in the league when getting rid of the ball in two to four seconds. So basically quick darting throws allow guys to make plays in space. The Patriots don't have that. <laughs> That's where my right. worry comes today. Like James White is a great pass catcher. He's not Christian McCaffrey. They don't have Alvin Kamara coming out of there. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, the Patriots have spent some uh, capital on some young wide receivers the past couple of years, though, right? So you've got some young guys that just haven't had a chance to prove themselves. Uh, the kid out of NC State. Um, you got some guys, and then you've got an older Julian Edelman still there, pretty sure-handed. Again, I don't think the Patriots are done in terms of tooling around with what they can put on this offense between now and uh, who knows when <laughs> the season's going to begin. I know we're scheduled for September 11th, but uh, you know, and NFL is just trucking right along as if there's nothing else going on. So we'll see if we actually start on time. But uh, he came at the right time. He's going to have a month to get in the playbook. And to be honest, McDaniels is creative enough where I think McDaniels can craft an offense around Cam Newton that doesn't – rely on Cam Newton's legs. Um, I really, really feel like between the general NFL audience thinking that Belichick can't win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, those are the same people that think Cam Newton is washed. And, again, I just think it's a dangerous proposition to write off Cam Newton or Bill Belichick uh, if they're both on the same page, they both want to prove the doubters wrong. Last time we saw this from the two of them, the last time people were trying to doubt Bill Belichick, he was dropping 50 burgers on people for half a season, and they go 16-0 and regular season. And the last time people were doubting Cam was 2014 after the accident, and he rattles off like 21 games in a row uh, of a win streak. So, I mean, these aren't the guys to second-guess. I'm done second-guessing Bill Belichick. Like, it, they, they know what they want to do with them. And other than the Chiefs and the Ravens, who else, are in the, who else is in the AFC? I guess, really challenge. I guess I'll leave you with this question because the other – People, the other thing that people worry about is the Patriots' way against Cam's way. And I see Cam as a guy has a lot of fun, has the big smile, has the big personality. That's not really what happens in New England. So I guess there's three different ways that this can go. Bill lets Cam be himself, and they clash because Bill doesn't like it. Cam changes to fit Bill's way, and Cam doesn't like it. Or they all, you know, or Cam's just so damn motivated that he just plays Bill's way no matter what, and he tables his own personality for a year just to be motivated. I don't know which way it goes, but is the culture fit an issue? I don't think it is, uh, primarily because of what players say about Cam Newton. Um, if you really go back, you don't really hear any players. They either they love him, they want him on his on their team, or th- they wish they didn't have to play against him. Uh, there, there's a certain level of awe when it comes to, to players to Cam Newton. When he walks in a room, I mean, he's he's six five, two hundred forty five pounds, and most of that is muscle. So yeah. he looks like a like a defensive end, and he's walking in as the quarterback. And players just gravitate to him. Now, to your question, which Cam is going to show up? I, from listening to Cam, I, I I wouldn't. I don't think you're going to get the grandma scarves and the. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you're going to get that in New England. It's not really that kind of crowd. But uh, Cam will put a little bit of uh, dab on it, I guess you could say. He'll, he'll put a little bit of style to it, um, whether it's the, the kerchief in his pocket or whatever. But I think it'll be a more measured Cam because uh, he knows he's playing for another contract. So I don't think he wants to do anything to scare off teams, but he's got to be him. He's, he's not going to change. like that, that part we know for a fact. Cam Newton is Cam Newton. Cam Newton is a brand. Like The Patriots are getting more than just a the player. They're getting – an experience and 
they should be prepared. They should be prepared for all of that, you know. And if you guys are winning, none of you are going to care. <laughs> if you're winning games with Cam, it's not going to matter what he's wearing. It only mattered what Cam was really wearing when the Panthers were in losing streaks. Desmond Johnson, host of our sister podcast on the Believe Podcast Network with Tyrone Poole, owner of Sports Carolina, SportsCarolinaMonthly.com. Desmond, we appreciate it. Uh, best of luck with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Thanks, thanks <laughs> Dev. We really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy Cam. It sounds like you got him for a year. He plays well, who knows. But uh, you're in for a really, really fun time with Cam Newton up in uh, New England this year. Great talk with Desmond Johnson of the Believe in Panthers podcast. Now what we'll do is we'll wrap it up with three more thoughts. We'll call it three and out. Most podcasts probably won't be this long, but on most days we won't have Cam Newton signing with the New England Patriots. So here we go. Uh, My final three thoughts here. I'll wrap it up with three and out. How do I feel if I'm Jared Stitt? We need some music here. Let's get this NFL primetime musical throwback here. How many people remember NFL primetime? They did a reboot of it this year on ESPN+. Plus. Tom Jackson, Chris Berman watched every single episode every week, just like I did when I was a kid. You come home Sunday night, 7 o'clock. You haven't seen the late games yet. You didn't have Sunday ticket. NFL primetime is the best football show of all time. Inside the NFL is great, too. But how do I feel if I'm Jared Stidham is where you start three and out? I mean, I'm disappointed, dude. I'm disappointed and disgruntled because all the signs pointed to me having the job. Jeff Howard, the athletic, said... Um, in a tweet that came out a little while ago from the time I'm recording this on June 30th, that Jared Stidham didn't lose this job. He didn't do anything wrong. And if I haven't done anything wrong, then I feel wrong. Okay, I wasn't in a position. To, Jimmy Garoppolo, probably deep down resentful of Tom Brady that he didn't get his chance earlier. Jared Stidham was going to get that chance, and now he's not going to get that chance here in 2020. And the reason why that's such a big issue as is I talk about setting up for the future is Jared Stidham only has a four-year contract, okay? Being drafted not in the first round, he gets a four-year deal. And with that, the decisions on Jared Stidham have to come much quicker. So he didn't play year one. He's not going to play year two. Well, now year three, even if you let him play then, boom, you got to make a huge decision right after one year. And do you really know after one year? Dak Prescott's been a four-year starter for the Cowboys. They still can't figure it out with him. That's why I've been so worried about the future for the Patriots. That's what, Look, I feel bad for Stidham. I get that it's a business, but if I didn't lose the job, I feel disappointed in not having the job. Number two here on three and out, I think the Patriots will do something. Now that they appear to be in win-now mode in a way that I didn't think they were, I think they will do something. And that something probably is, you know, they got to make the money work. They have almost no money. After signing Cam, they have $0 practically. Whether it's trade Joe Tooney, Extend Joe Tooney and reduce his cap number. Cut Rex Burkhead. There's things to be done to save some of this money for the Pats. They've got to do something. I would That something would not be Josh Gordon to me. I like Josh Gordon a lot, actually. I told you I, I'm a Seahawks fan, Patriots fan combo. I've liked him in New England. I've liked him in Foxborough. Or I liked him in Seattle. I've liked him everywhere. I would give Josh Gordon another chance in the NFL, especially with new relaxed drug rules. If you're one of those people who thinks he can't stay clean, the drug rules are different this year, so... Have an easier time and less punishment and all that. Cam Newton is no longer really a deep threat. He's a guy, Brian Ives, ESPN Stats and Info. We told you earlier in the podcast that he's now a pocket passer who gets rid of the ball in two to four seconds. Josh Gordon's kind of a one trick pony. Josh Gordon is go deep and outrun people and make a play. And I just don't think that Cam Newton is that thrower anymore. 
He's going to need the Julian Edelman. He's going to need Jacoby Myers. He's going to need Nikhil Harry who'd get a ball on a screen and take it 15 yards. He's going to need that. I don't know that he needs the guy who can blow the top off the defense once every other week. I like Josh Gordon, but if I have limited dollars to spend, and I don't think Josh Gordon would cost a lot, then I'm not bringing him back for camp because there's got to be somebody who can be a better fit. Last thought, I wonder about the long-term value of Cam Newton. All I've heard for the last two days is that this was a value play, that the Patriots get great value. They get a starting quarterback for a million dollars. There's five scenarios here around the Patriots as far as I'm concerned with Cam Newton, and only and four of them involve bad news for the Pats. Let's, let me consider this. If Cam plays well, and they pay him a bunch of money to be their long-term starter, he ceases to have that value. Then you've got a 32-year-old quarterback who's got a huge cap number. We just got rid of a quarterback with a huge cap number. You're still paying a quarterback with $13.5 million. Okay, number two. Cam plays well and then leaves. Leaves them the unproven Jared Stidham I just told you about with two years left to figure it all out. They don't have a great draft pick. And either they draft a mid-level quarterback or they have an unproven Stidham or they have to go spend money on a high-priced veteran like Deshaun Watson in free agency who doesn't give you a whole lot of contract value either. Then, if Cam stinks and leaves or you get rid of him, well, they waste the time they could have had with Stidham. Where's the value there? Then four, he plays fine. Then he leaves. You get a third-round comp, comp pick. You still don't know anything about Stidham. And all you did was replace a third-round pick that you just had taken from you because you cheated. I, not a whole lot of value there either. The only way they get value, as far as I'm concerned, is they win the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl, and Cam Newton leaves. If they win the Super Bowl, he leaves. They don't have to pay him a lot of money. And then they just push the Stidham project back a year. That's it. You're just going to push the Stidham project that we were going to have this year back to next year. And there you have it. That's the first episode of the rebranded, reborn Believe in Patriots podcast. I am your host, Brady Farkas. Remember what you can do for us. You can follow me on Twitter personally at 1013 Radio Brady. If you liked what you heard, I'm on every day, three to six, with the huddle in Burlington, Vermont. If you like just the Believe in Podcast stuff or Believe in Patriots podcast stuff, subscribe to us, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember this, go Pats, until next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.